0: Darling, we've had one hell of a time, but the question on everybody's mind, where is the... (laughs)
1: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Ideas Don't Bleed, a podcast about comic books. Uh, Unfortunately, this week, my co-hosts, Ethan and Griffin, could not be with me, so I'm hosting this one solo, but I'm very excited about our guest this week. We are joined by uh, two comic book writers whose stuff I love and who have a new book that I'm super into and super excited about. Uh, Their names are Ethan and Griffin. Gentlemen, welcome to the
0: show. Oh. Hey
2: Matt, honored to be here.
0: <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks for having us, Matthew. Yeah, I love um, the show. Oh, I gotta you, say, you've listened. Well, it's a bummer that Griffin and Ethan aren't here. They're probably well, they're the weak link of the, of, of the show. No, they're, they're that's fair.
1: There are yeah. a lot of people. A lot of people. Every week, a lot of people write in and say they're dead weight. Um, yeah. like a, I think well, like you a, should curious
2: why they're in the show. You know? yeah.
1: A lot of people write in, and when I say they write in, and say they're dead weight. That's that's the pg version they're not polite Ethan and griffin are reviled by listeners of this podcast (laughs) loathed but uh we got rid of them we got rid of them
0: um Mm -hmm. good riddance and and (laughs) good riddance and i'm happy to have you guys here we could talk about how this is the first this is the first time we've ever been interviewed on a podcast i know i actually uh breaking breaking Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, the scene a little bit, breaking the fourth Mm -hmm. wall here, Uh, we were talking Mm -hmm. right before this because I wanted to do a thing that was much more (laughs) obnoxious, a much more obnoxious (laughs) format than even this. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I, I, right before I suggested it to you guys, I was like, this is like their first interview for their book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it like, yeah, yeah. Sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't even imagine what it'd be like if my, and my first interview was like, "Hey, we're just gonna fucking make fun of you." i like, oh, "Yeah." What wait. if we did a
2: bit for the whole
1: thing?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, That's great. The
1: second book, the second book, we'll do yeah. a bit. We're gonna fucking humiliate yeah. you guys on that. It'll be mm-hmm. fucking disgusting. But uh, no, it's first... very
2: weird. Like, uh, like I'm I'm nerve wracked by this because first... we've done we've done shows boosting people's stuff. sure years uh at this Mm -hmm. point uh and we're just there to make little little additional remarks Uh, so it's very it's very bizarre to like be here to talk about something we're doing
0: nobody ever wants to well, hear us <laughs>
2: talk. yeah
0: i am also nervous for the episode ethan because and i'm going to say something for the first time and uh, that i've ever said and i have i haven't done the reading for the episode so oh, i'm i'm kind of uh, nervous to talk about it it's uncharted territory for well me. right when we get into i'm gonna have to just guess my way through it
1: yeah uh-huh. a lot of it like you can just look at the cover of the book and sort of figure out what's happening that's well. right yeah, um
0: one yeah. mm-hmm.
1: I, I want to go, i want to go back to griffin just touch on something you said which is um you know second book we'll come back and do a thing i just want to applaud mm-hmm. the optimism that there'll be a
0: second book from you
1: i'm really <laughs> really happy about Thanks, that Matt. that's great that's
0: great mm-hmm. that's it's the called manifestation it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, That's the promise, if I'm not mistaken, right? Is that what the promise is? <laughs> Probably Isn't the promise you just say shit or the out loud secret, the secret. Fuck, uh, I don't know what any of it is. Mm-hmm. I don't pay attention to uh-huh. stuff, as you guys know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I do mm-hmm. pay attention to is your
0: new book. Mm-hmm. Um, when we come is... into your email, begging you to read the script, read the proof, uh, read all of it, please. Let Let's
1: first of all. Uh, mm-hmm. bullshit aside, you don't really mm-hmm. bank. You're just kind of like, here it is. You, you <laughs> like, uh, which, which I respect because I spent years with real right. desperation, like real right. cloying desperation, and I'm like, will you please read this? Mm-hmm. And you guys just have a swagger of like, I don't give a shit if you read this, and I like that. Yeah, I respect please. that. It's not going to get you very far because groveling <laughs> is like the foundation no. of comics, but.
0: Well, we've had, I, mean, I do like think we, the one time we groveled though i think is when we sent it to chip oh exactly you know, that's chip what i was gonna bring it's the yeah, one yeah. where we were like uh i think we sent it to everybody else and we were like you know if you got time read it but then we sent it to chip who you know we just don't have the same sort of relationship with and so we were like chip you know i know we like to fuck around and everything man but you know <laughs> we appreciate it <laughs>
2: And the one time we gravel yeah, fucking took- bites us in the ass. He literally calls us out <laughs> on a stream. Yeah, uh, you can't for being pathetic.
1: You can't show weakness to Chips Adarski. Mm-hmm. It's like it's blood in the water. It's red to a bull. He's. Mm-hmm. I've seen him. I, I saw someone once uh, say they had a cold,
0: and he hit him with <laughs> a chair. Just like he sees weakness, and he pounces. He fucking hates wow. it.
1: He hates weakness.
0: Um. <laughs> Chip he just, it, it's not even that it's like a, anyone is even a threat. He just, like, doesn't want it in the room. He doesn't almost. want to be around. You know, he doesn't want it to rub off on him.
1: Well, you guys have a new book coming out, your first mm-hmm. comic book. Yeah. You co-wrote it mm-hmm. uh, because as mm-hmm. a, I, I don't know if the audience knows, uh, obviously people know you from live streams and, and photos, yeah. and it looks like you're in two different places, but actually you're conjoined twins. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's actually that bar you can reach across and just touch each other you're there's always it. touching I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a question to you guys just to kick it off mm-hmm. even though we've been going for a really long time first question is is why comics what what about comics drew you guys in what what made you I mean I want to make this actually a little different because normally we say like why, why do you make comics but uh, it's it's fascinating to me for you guys because you are very new comic creators like right. as of right now the taping of this, You don't have a published comic. Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. when this airs, it'll either be coming out or about to be coming out, depending on Mm -hmm. when we get around to sending this out. But as of right Mm -hmm. now, you don't have a published comic. So I'm I'm sort of intrigued by what is it you love about comics? PDF creators. You you, you guys guys (laughs) created a PDF that almost a dozen people have seen, and Uh it is Mm -hmm. it is hot and it is great. No, but what so I I want to embellish on the question of just not not just like why do you like comics, but you have a very fresh perspective on making them. What is it that made you want to make comics?
2: Right. Yeah. Griffin, you want to go first?
0: Um, well, I feel like it's hard to give like a super cool, super different answer to this than right. anything that any of our other guests have already said, but um, comic books have just kind of been that omnipresent Thing I feel like, and the characters in those books have been, I think, with both of us for such a long time. And uh, I've met so many re- really. I think the wanting to make comics comes from I know that Ethan and I both love uh, like storytelling, and we just have that sort of built into us. It seems where one way or another, I think both of us have been chasing that for a really long mm-hmm. time. And for a long time, I thought I was making movies. Um, or going to be. And what happened? What, uh, what? Why did, where did that shift happen? Well, I was in college going to film school when Ryan Stegman came knocking on, on my door. He goes to film school like, and does
1: that. Yeah. He, yeah. yeah.
0: He's like, does anybody, please, anybody want to make a podcast, which is not <laughs> necessarily a visual medium, but yeah. he doesn't uh, know that. Well, the, the full origin story, I guess, you know, is comics have brought me closer with a lot of my really, really great friends as you know, comics so often do like build a community. Um, and especially with me and Ethan, we Mm -hmm. came together over comic books. And so that being the medium that brought us together and we both Mm love storytelling. And I think, I think we both have those sorts of instincts and then we realized that we work so well together. Mm-hmm. Uh and then when we met Stegman, uh, or or should say when Stegman came came back around with this, it was like a moment where we were podcasting about comic books still, like years mm-hmm. after we'd met. And we turned to each other and it's kind of like, hmm. I don't think either <laughs> of us at that point were like, we're gonna like either of us were really on a track of we're gonna go and become comic book writers. It was in that moment pretty much where we were like, well, there's kind of like, you can see the path. The path. And mm-hmm. I think both of us were kind of in like a weird directionless place where like I was becoming really disenchanted with film school. Uh-huh. And so then it was like, well, what do I want to do? And Ethan was up there in Alaska who doing who the fuck knows. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, then it was like we looked at each other and we were like, we could use this opportunity to get our foot in the door in the comic book industry, which mm-hmm. just even though I think uh, it it's probably easier to break into comics than it is to break into movies. For some reason, comics, like a lot of uh, previous guests have said, feel like this thing in the ether where it's like people write comic books and there's like a point where people even yeah. realize that people make comic books. And so right. for us to suddenly be like, Oh, the comic book industry is potentially on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Is when we both just like looked at each other, gave each other the thumbs up, and we fucking just buckled well, up. We talk and a lot.
2: Of, we talk a lot about how way. like
0: we feel like
2: guided by fate through all of this shit, which sounds insane. But it's like everything has like has lined up so strangely perfectly to guide us to the point that we're at because it's mm-hmm. like yeah it's always been comics like we like as kids we were given comics and we were like we were floored by them and everything like I got a trade paperback on a playground and I never gave it back to my friend well, what, and, what like,
1: was the trade paperback?
2: it was uh, Ultimate Spider-Man Double Trouble uh, that's a and, good one, that's a fucking it's, good a, one again. it's a fucking good one I know And and that you guys, you guys should meet like, Brian
1: Bendis who wrote that we sometimes. should he's, he's really great I'd be way too nervous yeah to he's to a to super him. nice uh, guy
2: but uh but that like led to us like being children who do comic book podcasts because we're obsessed with comics meeting each other from across the country and then getting like an insane opportunity from ryan stegman and then meeting all these people who we admire and just being like holy shit could we could we do this and like each thing that we do it's just like oh yeah this is the next step um because we have we have like always wanted to like tell stories and stuff like like i've only ever wanted to write like in high school i wrote plays and stuff and i was like i don't know what medium i'm going to be in but i know i need to write um and mm-hmm. and we've been, because we've always loved this medium it's like fate has just drawn us closer and closer to it until we're like yeah this is where we're
1: meant to be I, i'm gonna it's kind of mm-hmm. i'm gonna ask a question uh based on something you said yeah that maybe comes off as a joke but actually kind of isn't mm-hmm. uh which is you, you said you know you started meeting people Mm -hmm. and we're like oh is this a path to like is there a path to doing this and it's sort of Mm -hmm. how much of meeting and and talking and spending time with with comic creators like you know Ryan Stegman and Donnie Cates and Riley Rossmo and all these all these great comic creators yeah how much of that how much of the door the the idea of making comics comes from the fact that like (laughs) they're not special (laughs) if that like (laughs) that's a shitty way of saying it but like i do actually sort of like it's a thing i run into in comics a lot of like Mm -hmm. people who are like oh i want to make comics but like i just work in a comic book store or like I and i'm just Mm kind of like they're all it's all just a bunch of fucking morons who fucking comics. like it's not there's not some special like you it's very easy to think about like a playwright and think about david mamet as being some like special man who lives in a special place and thinks on another level or like you know charlie kaufman is some kind of weird genius who like doesn't Mm -hmm. shop for groceries at the same store i do but then you hang out with ryan stegman and you're like this is ryan stegman like he's 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 just a guy yeah
2: That's kind of the weird thing about it is like we do still like hold such high regard for for the creators that we work with. Like like when when Ryan like we've probably said by this point, like when he like he like did a variant cover for issue one of our thing. It's like that's the craziest shit that's ever happened to us is seeing something that like that good. That is our thing. Um, And so like we still have that like kind of idolizing of the work but the separation Mm -hmm. that like yeah like these are people this is my friend ryan or like like when donnie helps us with something and it's like oh like that's donnie he's in this google doc like look, and like we're seeing like the way that the ideas come together it yeah it is it is fascinating because like the closer you get the easier it is to realize like yeah these are people and this is how the process works and it demystifies it but like as long as you can hold on to that initial like excitement about it. it that doesn't have to ruin it and it can keep it can just drive you forward it's like oh yeah i can do this yeah, yeah.
0: part of it I, I feel like you know we sort of breezed over the the origin but we came together by podcasting mm-hmm. about superior spider-man that ryan worked on and i know that when we were doing that as teenagers like literally like 13 14 we were both like stegman's art in particular on that book like just fucking like set our brains ablaze and i i I in particular was like so into his stuff and obviously uh, you know i still am um but because i just loved his work so much there was like that like oh my fucking god it's ryan stegman and then the the original part of the demystification was learning that he actually lived like within 30 minutes of where i lived and it was just like <laughs> he's like a normal guy that lives in the place right. that i live and yeah. then when i like went and spoke to him for the first time like 2000 like 10 years ago now uh and all he the questions I had for, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a Comic-Con in, in Detroit right. and, uh, and I went and we arranged an interview and all of the questions that we have in the interview <laughs> are really just like questions of like, are so like, are you just like a normal dude? Like how? <laughs> like, when, Cause like we're in high school and like, but like when you were in high school, like were you already drawing the crazy shit? And so like, sure. those were the questions we had for him then uh and then when he like came back and was knocking on the door like you want to make a podcast it was like literally like drop everything stop the presses ethan you're not gonna fucking believe this shit uh ryan stegman wants to make a podcast and then just somewhere along the way it just became like I'm watching Ryan Stegman do his shoulder stretches yeah. while we fucking talk about what is, the next uh, it, Yeah, and it is funny like is when you be. start
2: when you start like managing stuff for people that you admire to that degree, it's so funny to think so highly of them, but then also be like, God, Ryan's a mess. He won't he <laughs>
0: won't answer this, won't answer Dude, this email. And every like, time like, every time I yeah. walk into his office, I'm just like how does he fucking do it? This isn't going <laughs> really make any sense. What the fuck? How is he allowed yeah, yeah, yeah. to do this? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a super valid question.
1: Um,
2: it's been a really healthy process of trying to be a creative, like, like being able to know that people are messy human beings, but also they're capable of really crazy shit.
1: Y- yeah. Y- you know, oh, yeah. you guys, you guys fascinate me in some ways because, um, because we're called the Suffol Boys? No, that just revolts <laughs> me, as we've discussed. <laughs> um, no, uh, the thing that fascinates me, and I think fascinates... When you come up, it's sort of a fascinating thing for a lot of creators that right. I know who know you guys. Is that you... I mean, the, like... Uh, you know, cards on the table. The, the, <laughs> the shitty way of saying it is that you're sort of Nepo babies. Ab- yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But the, um, like i don't think that's real and fair and honest in any way but but you your careers now we're is, not
2: biological nepo babies at the very
1: least yeah you're adopted nepo babies um, yeah, 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 no but like you your careers like you you it, it's not that you skip steps It's that your steps Mm -hmm. weren't steps towards making comics, but like they were, they take this weird swerve. Like you put in the work of being podcasters and, you know, being fans and loving it and being podcasters and doing this stuff and helping creators and, and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And, and from that, I think you have this very interesting perspective on things because Mm. you didn't do a lot of stuff that I think is, helpful to making comics but you also didn't do a lot of stuff that is really detrimental to making comics like Mm -hmm. you didn't uh, you know and and I actually wouldn't be able to say which is which but like the grind of like just brutal rejection and being nobodies and fucking making shit and just hemorrhaging money like you guys don't Mm -hmm. have that and like I'm sure some people out there will be like, well, that's a rite of passage of making comics. And it, and like the question is, like, well, should it be? Like, like, who does that benefit? Like, why does it benefit people that, like, you know, I don't think anyone who's ever met you or spoken to you guys doubts your your love of the medium and your knowledge and your passion for it. Like, everybody understands Mm -hmm. that. So, like, then Mm -hmm. what is the detriment of of the grind and paying your dues get you? And like, do you guys feel like you've missed? important Mm -hmm. things or do you just feel lucky or do you not think about that
2: it's it's a mixture of things like we talk about this a lot because like the thing that we've been constantly told by creators over the course of the career is like well nobody nobody gets in the same way like that's what everybody says is like everybody has a different path and like some people come from entirely different careers like bob the artist on on kill your darlings uh he you know he worked for disney he did animation stuff he's done like it's like comics are um a, a career in a line of careers uh, uh, comics is a career in a line of careers for him and like our thing has been like yeah we've had you know people kind of joke about like how in some ways we've like skipped to the front of a line or whatever but it's like well that we we you know worked as like sidekicks and producers for for several creators over the course of several years and there were multiple years where we worked for free and so like and so like there i remember like donnie telling us about his internship at marvel comics and sort of remarking like what you guys are doing now is kind of like that for you like like yeah yeah, it's like this sort of unofficial internship to the comic book you know world Mm -hmm. uh which is
0: yeah really interesting I, I yeah, we talk about it a lot, like Ethan said. Um and I think really like what you said, Matt, about we've we've done a lot of a lot of work and a lot of steps that are all just like, yeah, really non-traditional steps to specifically making comic books, like mm-hmm. going back to the fucking podcast from ten years ago, like that just took without that we don't meet Ryan Stegman. And without meeting Ryan Stegman, I don't know where we're at um and and so yes that that yeah yeah, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but like without yes it is true that like without that really great opportunity you know who knows if we would be here right now if not like years from now or whatever but that opportunity alone only came because fucking like 13 year old me took the initiative to like reach out to him that's that's exactly it
1: yeah yeah actually you know what? I, I should have done this, but can you guys tell the story of how you know each other? Because it's fucking great. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because you asked if like if we're if we feel lucky, and the th- and like the thing is we 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 can tell the story, and it's a story of us being tremendously lucky in many different areas, but we're also absurdly overconfident and so we'll take any luck and just run with it and then and and sure. pretend like we were supposed to be there yeah it's
0: pretty um, much anytime yeah. someone hands the but like holds the baton out for even a second one of us grabs it and then we just fucking bolt let's uh, fucking go uh, yeah 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 i mean it's you fu- know i
1: mean it's it's funny because you talk about that and you say that like uh and i don't mean to say this in a dismissive way but like kind of that's i think a, everyone i know who's successful understands that like yeah that's part of it is that like there's shit you can't plan for that opportunities come and some people sit there and stare at opportunities and don't know what to do with them and some people are like i'm gonna figure it out later like i'm going Mm -hmm. and that's always what sort of excites me about you know like inspires me about you guys is that like you're definitely people where you're Mm -hmm. just like i don't know what this is fucking but we could do it we'll figure it out like we'll make it work (laughs) and that to me is like oh they're gonna be fine like they're gonna have good careers because they understand that like you know uh, luck is a part of everyone's career but it's mm-hmm. what you do with the luck it's what you do with the opportunities mm-hmm. that come that matter but anyway
0: yeah. how, uh, how back, back to what
1: moment yeah
0: how prepared yeah, are you? you are luck for us plus, plus well, preparedness equals comic book i think we've we've said it uh, we've done it a couple times i like the uh, the equation i think you should get it tattooed on you thanks uh, i have the yeah. card. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the only sorry. reason i paused is because i couldn't read it because it's on the bottom <laughs> <list. laughs> you don't remember what it says yeah don't um mind. It's a it's a story of uh, uh, star-crossed lovers, really. It's a story mm-hmm. of uh, fr- fr- friendship from from beyond. Uh, the the speed The speed version of it, the the spark notes of it, is Ethan and I. We exist. We're in the ether. We both love Spider Man. Uh, mm-hmm. We're both listening and, to and a Spider Man list- podcast. Listeners at home, remind us who that is. <laughs> spider-man is a character uh from marvel comics co created mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. stan lee and steve ditko in the 1960s got it got it so you like alter old ego is yeah like we, we like old stuff you like old self <laughs> ego is miles morales yes <laughs> uh we both love spider-man and we both love very specifically all the same little spider-man bits and bobs that are out oh, there yeah. As many people do, but like, you know, some people have different little concoctions of Spidey love, but Ethan and I, we line up in every regard, but we're listening to a Spider-Man podcast from different sides of the country. I'm in Michigan. He's in Oklahoma and he wrote. A letter into it and i didn't know it at the time but i was hearing an email written by who will become my best friend and creative partner uh, on the and the letter they school. read on the
2: show is is hilarious because it's me like flexing my spider-man knowledge and then i literally drop the bomb at the end of the letter where i go and believe it or not the person writing this email to you is twelve years old. Uh, I literally, like, with like an
0: ellipses, I was like, "Holy bam. shit! You still, I'm you still <laughs> drop that <email.
1: laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah." That's yeah your sometimes email you're like, this what." Yes. i'm only 25 years old yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. it's a great so story. we
2: both love but I, I like to i like to think that when I heard that he was like oh my god an equal finally
1: uh <laughs> finally. somewhere in his subconscious yeah, yeah, yeah. who who uh we to that show, but, so yeah. how do you so what how does how, you hear his email you go <laughs> believe it or not at 12 years old you gasp maybe <laughs> maybe you think um, yeah. when you come to you got your headphones on you, you come to
2: it like, still takes several more years uh-huh. uh
0: well yeah. yeah at that point at that point uh Spear spider-man is like a, a year or so away or whatever and um i i listened to a lot of podcasts at that age maybe more than you would expect a 12 year old to listen to and at that point I'd already been listening to them for a few years. I don't know. It was just something I was yeah. into. Uh, and I was like, I want to make a podcast. And so some kids went off and made YouTube channels, which I also did, but I was uh-huh. like, no, it's podcast time. I'm building a media empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the perfect jumping on point was superior. Uh, and so I was like, great, we'll do a podcast that is all about like a teenage perspective on this brand new Spider-Man book because all of the people that were talking about Spider-Man on the internet were mostly ancient uh, <laughs> and, had, and yeah. had really shitty takes and continue to have shitty takes to this day. Uh, I, but... I like the idea that the story where Peter Parker, who is always his age
1: changes, but he's always coded very mm-hmm. young, when mm-hmm. he becomes possessed by
0: an old guy you're yeah, like yeah, old the man. teenage
1: we need Perfect. the teenage
0: perspective on this yeah one. yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes so that's how we marketed it we did the show for about a year and within that year is when we met ryan uh this is me and a couple of buddies that are from from high school and uh we met ryan i tweeted at him I found the original Twitter thread actually like a a couple months ago. I went back to see if it was still there and it is. And we tweeted at him like, it is so good. You should fucking come on the podcast sometime. And he was like, yeah, sure thing. Uh, So we did an interview at a Comic-Con with him. And then I don't know, for whatever reason, I was like, we need more people on the show because we're going to start covering more stuff. And so Mm -hmm. on the show, I I was like, we need people to come and, and join us and ethan heard about that i don't even remember the call out
2: for the for the joining i just
0: remember like
2: through the fucking like comic book podcast world that we were both listening to all this shit and just like rotting our child brains like i heard somebody say like yeah there's a there's so many of these shows now like there's this one that these teenagers started and whatever and i was like holy shit and i like went and found that and i and i like immediately i i actually i don't know if i've told you this I don't even think I listened to the show at all I just saw it's that incredible. it existed and then emailed Griffin and I was like can I be in can I be a part of this um and mm-hmm. it I would love very, to find that email too but it's kind of sad yeah 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 uh And because I was just like I I had friends, but I didn't have friends that read comics like we've talked about this on this show that it was like kind of a a lonesome thing, even though it was much more accepted by the time we were kids. But it was like, yeah, no, nobody to talk comics with. And so the idea that there were teenagers on the Internet talking about this shit, I was like, I need to be in there. Um, And then Griffin was like, yeah. And so then like I would call in on Skype on my shitty smartphone at the time and like and it would be the worst audio in the world. But we talk about Mm Spider-Man for a while and then. Yeah, over the course of that, we just started talking on the phone constantly. Like, we, we just started calling each other
1: all the time. I, um, I like that, I, Griffin, I like that your podcast with your friends, you were like, we need more people because here on Ideas Don't Bleed, I actually fired my co-host. I was like, we have too many right. people and got right. rid of them. Because, <laughs> uh,
0: it was clunky. It was getting clunky are you yeah. are you ready for this saturday december 7th 2013 a day that will live Definitely. in infamy hi i'm ethan smith and i wanted to let you know that i think you're doing great work on your podcast that i haven't listened to, haven't listened to. i've really been wanting to hear a teenage perspective on comics if you haven't read any of my reviews or you don't already know I was writing. review. Oh my God. I'm 16 and I've been an enormous Spidey fan for my entire life. I don't know if you're open to new members, but if you would be interested, I would love to join your show. I've been wanting to get into podcasting for a long time, not to mention sharing my opinions on Superior and your show is great and truly unique. I would know I've listened to it. We teenage comic fans (laughs) (laughs) got to stick together and I'd like to join the Alliance. Smiley face. Let me know if you're interested and keep up the great work. And I said, Hello there, Ethan. I have indeed read some of your work, but I had no idea you were just as young as us. That's awesome. And thank you so much for the kind words. I believe it completely. It honestly makes me (laughs) really happy to know that there are people like you who truly enjoy the show because you've listened to it.
2: (laughs) I may have listened to like 10 minutes of it. Um,
1: Can I just say that as excited as I was about that what a fucking letdown i wanted that to be know, so much more embarrassing i wanted so, that to no, be just... it was actually it was so professional it was, it was really fucking a good. decade ago yeah like, i i don't email
0: fucking film executives with that much professionalism to this day this like, is
2: I, this is
1: why we're
0: professional I, I, yeah I, I do feel like this is part of why we're here we're really good at writing emails but anyway it Ethan joined join like the crew our life is emails at this point i i, I would um, like to point out that i sent you guys a
1: very obscene jar jar binks email last week and you didn't <laughs> respond
0: yeah no none um, of Listen, we didn't. I remember laughing at it and thinking of a response, and then no, I it's fine. I you guys are too response. professional. You you
1: <laughs> professional thing. We had is... to ignore
0: it. Yeah, I would have. I would have had to write back and be like, Matt, thanks for this.
2: Uh, thanks, thanks. Really for enjoyed this. it. Uh, I love your make perspective sure to send us on anything else you think of. Yeah, I love your perspective I on
1: Jar Jar's <laughs> sex life.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The, uh... yeah. like a decade ago, we hooked up mm-hmm. over email, and then we started talking up. all the time.
0: It's... We became best friends. We began doing another spider-man podcast that people might know us by that one actually got some traction the other one dead in the water it's fine the other one people like that one and yeah. then ryan Segman asked if we want i will say we, we stayed with somebody who we had no
2: connection to at all when we were in new york for comic-con uh last year and like like we'd never met this person at all, but we were doing work at Comic-Con and we had a hotel room together and, the, and he knew us from one of the old shows. And we've had that kind of thing when we go to cons as people knowing us from old podcast stuff and like shouting out. And that's
1: that's been really bizarre as yep. well. I like that you came to New York and didn't fucking ask if you could stay with me, assholes
0: well i don't even i think we had just started working together yeah, yeah it wasn't time really for that really, yeah yeah the, the answer would be I, no You. Uh, yeah no i think yeah, I exactly mean, I say we were like, like, Come we hang were out were out like hey let's like, hang no. out let's get dinner and you're like i'm not doing that yeah
1: that's correct that's correct although uh you did we, hugged a, we hugged at a bar we, we hugged at a bar we hugged at jerry duggan's art show um i introduced you to some people and then was like i don't want to be here Mm -hmm. Um, and I left and got Mm -hmm. Mexican food (laughs) and then later uh, Griffin uh, texted me at 3am asking where he should get something to eat and I was like I don't know where you are it's a very large city and then he told me and I gave him some really good suggestions and he took none of them and then I was like (laughs) they're fucking dead for
0: me we were were. in a group (laughs) I couldn't just bring everybody along I was like these are suggestions and then we were like hey wait a minute this place is across the street right now and it's open i suggested
1: mamoon's falafel which is the best falafel in new york and is so good and i will say that i went to mamoon's falafel with alex packnadel friend of the show yesterday mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. texted me six hours later and was like that was so fucking good <laughs> still
2: reeling from like
1: yeah and he was like i think i'm gonna go back there today can you send me the address so yeah, yeah. you, were, <laughs> I, fucked up. I fucked up and he's Sorry. british and
0: so we I mean, understand. We're trying to come out ooh, this
1: year, so it's not over. Well, that's great. No, I'm not gonna be here. I'm not
0: gonna be here. <laughs> um Yeah. Speaking of, can we can we crash on your couch? Oh, your thank on? you yeah. so much. Send me an email about that sure. and
1: um mm-hmm. expect a, mm-hmm. a response via Jar Jar Meme. Okay. Okay. Um yeah. but I appreciate I appreciate Think worry so much. It's really I yeah. Have, so much respect i'm 25 years old
0: um, <laughs> the, uh... can okay. you believe it
1: can you believe this i'm 25 years old that's enough about you guys you guys are not actually interesting enough to dwell on this yeah. anymore yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah, yeah. one of you lives in yeah. uh alaska one of you lives know. in montana um it's true <laughs> you, you love comic books yada 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 mm-hmm. yeah. um Let's talk about the book. Let's talk about Kill Your Darlings.
2: Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, Yes,
1: we should. I would love to. We we should. Uh, We've
2: been trying to tease the book for, like, i know what a year now without actually being able to say anything about it or show anything about it Mm -hmm. and it's been really hard because we want people like people all all, like that follow klc press and stuff always want to know something yeah and we try not to be just like "Mm -mm -mm," but like but yeah so it's it's really exciting to actually be able to say stuff
1: it's it's funny because substack like comics has a you know for better or for worse has a sort of set system of how you do things and basically like Mm -hmm. it's awkward and weird but it serves the beast of comics very well which is like you know you don't want to announce something before people can actually go in and pre-order it because pre-orders are so good important but the pre-order system Mm -hmm. is two months in advance so it's like (laughs) a long load time of like it's a long time of talking about something but also like doesn't deal with production so Mm -hmm. but then substack comes in and changes the whole math of it because you're like, well, I'm working on stuff and I'm like in conversation with an audience about yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I want them to be engaged. I want them to be, and you guys have this, like, you have a very good platform, like Donnie mm-hmm. and Ryan's Substack with Kelsey press to right. talk about it. But like, yeah, you're in the awkward space of not being able to, and I'm sure that's super frustrating, which leads right. to this, your first interview about the book. And mm-hmm. I'm very excited because um talking about your book before you've done it a lot the fucking worst (laughs) like i was gonna say these are
0: gonna be like the full like unscripted answers like yeah Yeah. you you don't have the one line to say it Mm -hmm, you know it's clumsy it's fucking
1: awkward you say shit that you're like Mm -hmm. later you're like why did i say that that's not what the book is about (laughs) so i'm very excited (laughs) for to have the the segue of you guys being like yeah we've been teasing this for so long and now the spotlight is on you so you can totally fuck this up and do a horrible job of talking about the book it's gonna be awesome, guys. What's I'm the book it. about?
2: What's the book about? Oh man, let me tell you, Matthew Rosenberg. Mm-hmm.
1: Let's do it. Uh,
2: listen, the book is about a uh, is about a little girl uh, who she has this world of pretend that she's created, and she's you know she's like the most imaginative kid you can you can think of that like has maps and and character designs and and a a big sword that she made out of cardboard this this kid rose and like she she very in-depth role plays this fantasy world that she likes to run off and escape to you know uh in the evenings after school um and uh one day it turns out to to not be as, uh, fanciful as as she might think. It turns out there might be some dangers. Turns out the, the, that this, uh, this monster that's lurking in the center for fantasy world might be, uh, more real, uh, than she thinks. And so, yeah, things quickly go wrong in this series. Uh, and, uh, it, it tracks over, over her lifetime, uh, that you find that out pretty quickly is that it's kind of a saga, um, that kind of blends fantasy and reality. Uh, Griffin, can you do better than that?
0: No, I think that is a pretty good summation of it. It's a horror fantasy project. Um, and I think that came about because it was the first book, and we were like, well, what do we love? hypothetically what do we love to write the most even though right. I, ethan had done you know ethan was like a you know he he was a writer he like likes to mm-hmm. write stuff where i am so much more visual and so i was always thinking about like direction and editing mm-hmm. and so i had never not never i i i like writing and i think i was i think i'm all right at it i don't know um but when we were sitting down what is it we were like well we both love horror we both Mm -hmm. love fantasy we like to do the big colorful fun visuals while also um devastating you to your core i think is the phrase all right uh a couple notes you guys were really good at that and that's fucking
1: annoying (laughs) (laughs) i i I set up a whole thing to be like well i'll watch them eat shit and you guys did really well uh uh no it's it, it the in all seriousness though um yeah, I mean, I love it. I read the. I've only read the first two issues because you guys mm-hmm. are very um, stingy with sharing things, and that's <laughs> um, all there is. We they, just got the just, first we proof of three, three some, earlier yeah, this we week. Yeah, we just put some word balloons on three. Be that as it may, I still have only read the first two issues, mm-hmm. uh, and it's really good. And I, I really, uh, I really love it. I think it's a really Matthew. Can can you tell me what the book is about? Um, I think in some ways the book is about. Coming to terms with who you are—it's um, about legacy and and family and and inherited trauma and and generational trauma in a lot of ways. But also, I think it's about um, I- I- mental illness, and it's about coming to terms with mental illness, not as as the idea that mental illness is not an affliction. But it is actually a facet of who you are and and what it means to be a person that is is rounded and complete and has these parts of them that they, they can't make peace with and, mm-hmm. and are, are traumatic and are are dark and are, are places they they're not comfortable with themselves. And I think in, in some ways it's about finding out who you are and but more than that, learning to be comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about being mean to a little girl being right. really shitty to a little girl. Mm-hmm. Um, that's important to you guys. I know that's the mm-hmm. core of the book. We hate um, little girls. <laughs> Most of that was wrong. It's mostly about big swords. It's a um, lot of, and uh, you didn't let me finish. And also uh, so- swords, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what it's about. I didn't, I've only read the first two issues. <laughs> no, you know what? I mean, excellent. Listen, that was, was excellent. Uh,
2: that's pretty dead on. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of that stuff in there.
1: Well, before we dive more into like the metaphors and whatever, mm-hmm. yeah, um, sure. You're you're joined on the book by by Bob Quinn, who yeah. is, uh, I mean it, it's funny because I was going to be like Bob Quinn, who is, um, you know, sort of an undiscovered gem, but that's not yeah. fair because he is a a working Marvel artist mm-hmm. some renowned,
0: mm-hmm. uh, of some
1: renown. doing yeah, doing a bunch of X stuff. Uh, but I will say this book will do its job of making more people aware of just how fucking good he is.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, we're uh, talking about being lucky. I mean, getting, getting Bob mm-hmm. for our first thing, we, we yeah. never stop talking about how lucky that is. Cause he yeah. just like, he takes our shit and makes us look so fucking good. He's yeah, incredible. He,
1: <laughs> he's really good. And, and you guys do a great job as writers of, of knowing when to get the fuck out of his way and, oh, and yeah. let him shine, but he shines, but, can we just talk about like, how did you guys covered sort of like why the book exists and how your relationship, Mm -hmm. but how did this specific book come about? Like, how, how do you know, Bob, like, how did you know that this was the thing you were like, this is our first book. I, you know, Griffin said like, well, we like horror and we like fantasy, but like, is there more to that?
2: Yeah. The, I mean, the concept I like, I, I like had the like rawest egg of the concept, uh, Uh, Because uh, like you listed off a lot of those themes and the concept kind of came from uh, a lot of the stuff that I deal with on a regular basis and it was during it was during 2020 like being a frontline worker and like and being in one of the like you know, darkest places mentally that we've ever been. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and not, not coming from that and being like, well, let's tell the darkest story that we can at all. That's like, not what, what it is. It's, it's just sort of like a reflection on a lot of feelings that we're swirling around Um, and, and on things that we share uh, uh, like we've, we've found out that we continue to find out that we're more similar than we thought uh, with a lot of childhood stuff and, and whatever. And so, Uh, I had like the, the seed of the concept of just like how we could frame that stuff and how we could talk through that stuff through genre and everything. Um, And so we just kind of ran with it really quickly um, and like started working on the pitch and, and, got some help from from uh, Donnie and Ryan thankfully and uh, and and it just like we just really quickly started trying to get it to come together we were like let's just gun it and so we like sent out emails to hundreds of artists like like just just trying to see who might be interested in in, in working on this and we talked to so many amazing people Um cool. And uh,
0: Bob, well, you should really you admire. should ref- you know we we reached out to a lot of really awesome, really talented people that we I'm sure would have loved to work with, and yes. they're all very busy. Sure, uh, and I think we we did send out like not hyperbole, like a hundred if not more emails. Yeah, and I think we you know I think we got back like fifteen, and yeah. like ten of those were. Uh, thanks, but no thanks. Right. Uh, and then five of them were, yeah, I think I'm interested.
1: Right. And then
0: three of them were like, oh, we're gonna like sit down and talk to this person about working right. on it. And then one of them was Bob. Right. So Bob. it's yeah. like a huge net was cast, right. and then a you know a uh much smaller bounty of artists right. came back, and most of them were no's. Uh, mm-hmm. and then. And then Bob, you know, we, we chatted yeah. with really amazing people that uh, like, you know, we're going to be coming back to for like, we, yeah. we already know we want to talk to people for variant covers or, or future projects because they were so nice. And we do love yeah. their work so much. But Bob had this like passion mm-hmm, about yeah. the project. It was the perfect time, As, time for know, Bob. Because he mm-hmm. like he's
2: talked about wanting to stretch his legs and 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 do stuff that he doesn't normally get to do. Like he was really excited about getting to handle the whole artistic process of the yeah. book. Like he he ne- he never gets to color himself, and and like that's where he's really shining on the book is doing the colors and bringing oh, the yeah. whole vision together. And he's yeah he's had an enthusiasm like people would know if they've seen him on any of the KLC press stuff that we've done like he's so energetic and he's so like thank Christ he like he really clicked with the idea of the book and the visuals of the book because he just takes it and runs and yeah yeah. he's we're trying to keep up with him at this point because he's just such a machine um Mm -hmm. yeah but he was excited about it and he really like he really vibes with what the book is about uh, mm-hmm. which, which,
1: yeah, is so again, so lucky. <laughs> yeah, you could, you could tell from the work that he's like, he's adding right. a lot that comes from a place of really caring about it. And it's, it's yeah, it's, it's fun
0: to, to see. Yeah, yeah. I think most importantly, too, is that he is the complete package where, like, yeah. you know, we were, we were in the process of assembling the team. So, really, first and foremost, we were looking for a penciler. Yeah. And then we got to Bob and he was like, uh, i'll do inks too and we were like okay great and then he was like i never get to color my stuff but you know i could color it and we were like yeah (laughs) and so bob is doing the entire thing by Mm -hmm. himself and it's crazy and i think like you were saying matt you know people are going to really like see how much of a powerhouse he is now that he's been able to do his thing and i think people are going to have him color his his own stuff yeah, i yeah. think mm. for the rest of his career yeah, hopefully because he's so fucking good, really. he's really good it's it's oh, funny yeah. like i've worked with people in the past artists in the past who
1: like you know it goes both ways that there are artists i've worked with who are mm. like i should color myself and then you're just like mm. it, it, you're an amazing artist but like colors a different sure. skill set than you know and then i've had people who are like i shouldn't color I, I mean the big one for me was always um on my first creator on book we can never go home like josh hood who drew it and josh is an amazing artist and I, I love josh and he was like well i can't really color it and i was like okay and we went out and hired a colorist and then josh was doing like character studies and all these like just doodling basically and coloring it and i was like josh who colored these and he's like well i colored these and i was like josh this is like what the book should look like and he's like he's like no 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 and i was like yeah like and and he's right. um he's just great and he just gets his his skills and he speaks to his himself well but like he just is always like ah someone else should color me like it's a different thing right. and so it's always fascinating yeah. when people like you you feel very lucky when someone is like good at these two very different skills yeah mm-hmm. but also embraces it as like well good good for bob like mm-hmm. um you know, I, I love Josh Hood and I, I you know, we always are talking about doing more work together and I'm very much like Josh, I'm going to fucking bully you into coloring it. <laughs> uh, but you guys, you guys really like Bob really hits it out of the park on, on it's the such a here.
2: good dynamic. Cause we're doing our first thing and we're like, yeah. we're like, Oh fuck. Like it's the first thing. And like, we think it's pretty good. And then, and then Bob is like literally over here, like, I think I'm churning out my best pages of my career. And we're like, we agree. Like it's, yeah, Yeah. we're, we're all having a great time. And that brings us to the end of part one of Matt's discussion with Ethan S. Parker and Griffin Sheridan. Make sure to get to your local comic shop today to pre-order your copy of Kill Your Darlings number 1. Add it to your pull list and subscribe to klcpress.com for all the updates on this and future projects. To get the latest episodes of this podcast, as well as news, giveaways, and even comics delivered straight to your inbox, go to ashcanpress.com and sign up for the newsletter. We'll be back next week for part two of our discussion. And in the meantime, you can write to us at ideasdontbleedpod at gmail.com or tweet to Matthew Rosenberg at Ashcan Press on Twitter, me at Tales to Astonish or Griffin at Griff Sheridan. We'll include some of your correspondence on the show and we'd love to hear what you have to say. And big thanks to summer people for our theme song, Where's the Poison? Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time.
0: Where is the poison?